Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. My name is Jovan and I'm here with my co-host. Javier, and many things have happened since game week two. And you know what, let's just kick start off with the Bundesliga. I mean, Borussia Dortmund versus Freiburg. That game ended 3-1. Uh, you want to take the lead over this game? Uh, definitely. Uh, this is a good game. <clears throat> Freiburg um, scoring on the 50, 55th minute. Michael, I'm not going to mess yeah. up his last name. <laughs> so I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Bayon, Gittens, Yusuf Makoko, which is a brilliant wonder kid. Um, he made his Dartmouth debut yeah, at 16. Yeah, indeed. <clears throat> That's amazing. And Marius yeah. Wolf. We're still... And Marius Wolf scoring the last goal. I'm still expecting more mm-hmm. from Marius Wolf. Um, um, this is a good game. Dortmund played well. I'm just wanting a little bit more from Dortmund, <clears throat> in the sense that, in the sense that I expect them to, you know, it's just missing that oomph. Um, <clears throat> in terms of Need that trick, yeah, exactly. Um, the one that I'm looking out for this season from Dortmund is Daniel Malin, and um. Ah, uh, yeah, I believe he's injured, isn't he? Yeah, 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 he got injured in that last game. Um, mm. not, probably nothing serious, but yeah, uh, Daniel, yeah. but Daniel Mallon and and Modest, those are those are two those are two to look out for this season from Dortmund. Definitely, definitely. Moving, yeah, moving on to Saturday's fixtures. Some of the major fixtures on Saturday we saw Leverkusen taking on Augsburg, RB Leipzig taking on Cologne, and Schalke taking on Gladbach. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, I'll let you have Leverkusen because it was not supposed to start like this. Honestly, well, Leverkusen, to be honest, uh, they they lost Florian Ritz, who was a really good uh, midfielder for them. And he was really integral in the way how they play with Patrick Schurich as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they have Musa Diaby and Alex Holzek, mm-hmm. but I expected better from them this season. I mean, I know they have Frimpong as well as a fullback, really good fullback, but I just can't understand what is going on with them right now. I know for the past few seasons that they had like managerial problems, but I mean Peter Boss was there as well and he uh he <laughs> I I don't really think he was a good option back then, but they have soon, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it's not looking good for Liverpool right now. They're twenty eighteen place. Eighteen place. Mm-hmm. No games have been won yet, yeah, but they need to improve because I have them as a, I have them as a, as a team to you know be in the top six. Me too. So I, even have, I hope they can. I improve. think I even have them as a title contender for whatever content, yeah. Titled in Germany in terms of the title push, I have them actually um attempting to to you know challenge Bayern because they were good at the tail in the last season. Definitely, definitely. RB Leipzig, yeah. team of Werner. Is back. I like RB Leipzig. He's back to scoring again. Yeah, following a successful transfer from Chelsea FC. Uh, he took, <laughs> to be honest, that goal should not have scored. The goalkeeper should have done, should have done way better. But yeah, you could have saved that. Of team of yeah, He won over the fans' heart at Chelsea. Um, he played, he played some good stuff. Um, he got the goal. Um, he helped. Um, transition from. From midfield to attack, he, he played really well. Christopher Nkunku scoring the second for Leipzig. Um, Leipzig was down to, to ten men at halftime, and Cologne goals from 
Florian Diet and Jasko and our own goal from Jasko governed y'all. Again, sorry with the name butchering. Um <laughs> saw this ending a two to draw. Schalke and Gladbach. Schalke back in the Bundesliga. And pulling up trees. I was mm, not expecting I was not expecting such an exciting match. Match ending in a in a two two draw. Two two. Um goals from Rodrigo yeah. Salar and Marius Butler uh for Schalke and Jonas Hoffman and Marcus Turam. Marcus Turam is Loki an underrated baller, but we're not gonna talk about that now. Yeah, he's, so, he's. some of the big but some of the big games being wrapped up on Saturday. On Sunday, um Bayern Munich taking on Wolfsburg, Bayern Munich one two nil. Brilliant game. <laughs> Jamal Musiala, yeah. Baller. Him versus Bellingham. Mm-hmm. He's really integral in this team right now. Really. Yeah, is. and I know you wanted to speak about this a bit further. I'll let you have the floor on this one. Yeah. Uh, Bayern right now, as you know, they lost Lewandowski and they're changing their way of playing. So Julian Nagelsmann has a, he has options to play right now. Wider options. Mane, Jamal, Granari, Muller, that's striking the option right Coleman. now. And he said he's really happy to have, and Kisley Coleman, and he's really happy to have a side like this right now. He can choose so many players, which is just amazing. And it doesn't seem like losing Lewandowski is like a big thing, but remember that Lewandowski scores at least 50 goals. Let's say 50 mm-hmm. goals, 40 goals a mm-hmm. season. So, I mean, they, those players right now have to be sharing the goals across the table right now. But uh, this game right now, it shows that Bayern can still compete without Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. And they are very threatening going forward. They are. And it's scary still. Although today that VAR ruled out a lot of goals which Bayern scored. Mm-hmm. Also Wolfsburg as well, but man, Bayern still has an attacking front three right now, which is going ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they can chop, rotate, and change each player in each position because they're um, wild players by naturally by 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 not by default. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, I don't know if default yeah. is the right word, but mm-hmm. yeah, the wild players are yeah. uh, moving around in the strike position, so it's a fluid for two, for three, however you want to look at it. But yeah. Right, right, right. That wraps up our coverage and the German move Bundesliga. Transition to the Premier League. Okay. A jab packed ah, weekend. This is something, no. Oh, where to start? I don't want to start, but we're not going to start there. Um, This weekend was crazy. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's, let, let, let. It was. It was. Let's do the roundup. Let's do the roundup. Starting with start, starting uh, on yeah, Saturday with Everton. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Aston Villa taking on Everton. Uh, let's see. Dannings does what Dannings does, which is score goals. The Gerard. I'm sorry, but the Gerard versus Lampard debates right there. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this debate has been going on for so and long. <laughs> and today, Gerard won. Saturday, and that day, Gerard won. No, but can you really play <laughs> Frank, though, or the players? Because some of the Everton players are just not good enough, man. Okay, Everton needs some more quality, to be honest. I ain't going to lie. And I believe Chelsea bid like 40 million, 40 million pounds for 
Is it Anthony? Anthony Gordon. What? No, 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 no. We don't, we don't need him. We don't need him. No, Chelsea doesn't need him. So was me, partially. Chelsea, no, <laughs> oh, no. God. No, no. Nah, man. Mm-mm. Um, ML Bondia, Bondia <laughs> scoring the winner in the 86 minutes. And our own goal um, by Luca Dean on his former side, uh, which is ironic. So, <laughs> Luca Dean is helping his former side score a goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this game finished 2-1. Now, Manchester City taking on Bournemouth. This game, hmm. from my perspective, this was a brilliant game. It was a city. It was a well polished game by uh, Manchester City. You can see how I'll, there's two um, sides of the coin with this. How Haaland is affecting the team positively, and how Haaland can affect. I wouldn't say. They affect they affect the team negatively. It's more of um how do I put it yeah. this way? It's more of when City get going, when City rhythm starts flowing, they don't need Haaland. You see, you see, you see if you see what I'm trying to say, um, you can see how yeah. Haaland's presence causes the defenders on the opposite on the opposing team to adjust and kind of have to give account to him. But then there was there were parts in this game where um, City are just knocking the ball around Haaland. I think in the first time Haaland, Haaland had like somewhere like eight or nine touches, but he still had an assist. So it was still effective. Yeah, seven. Um, I think it was seven yeah. touches or so. Yeah, but but in a in an instance like this, I guess from my perspective, I was, expect, I was expecting them to play with him more, like knock the ball into him, um, use his runs. And it's going to be frustrating because there's a couple of times where we see Phil Foden um, teeing up, beating the fence, and a simple ball to Haaland is a goal, but Foden decides to go for it himself. Um, we see where Foden is knocking the or it's, I'm sorry, Manchester City is knocking the ball around. And for, I don't know, I'll get your reaction in a minute and your thoughts in a minute. I feel like they're playing like they didn't need him. Like he was just an added huh. piece, and they're still trying to adjust with him. What do you think? Um, I agree with you, and it was frustrating for Haaland to be honest because he got subbed off as well, and Julian Alvarez uh, came on. But Man City is a top quality team, and they can score without Haaland. Remember that they play without a striker for so long. Two you get me? However, that exactly. However, that. I I was a bit confused on why they weren't playing with him as much leading down to the remaining minutes or so. Because, I mean, okay, he's a striker that will poach and go, go on towards goal. He's not really like an assister like Hulan Avers or so who can score an assist. But I don't know. I still think they're adjusting to him, trying to transition from playing without a striker to playing with a striker right now. Because um, I was saying, you're. Like Kevin De Bruyne should be passing balls to him like crazy right yeah, now. And not just a striker, but like a world class, the next big thing striker. So I generational exactly, striker. Exactly, that's the word I was looking for. And I, I guess I, 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 I don't know. I really don't know because I'm expecting like use him for his strengths. Exactly. Yeah. Running in behind, um, bullying defenders. Playing with him, 
there's so much times where they should have whipped the ball into the box first time or send him or pass a ball through the channel when he's making that run because he's fast, he got the legs and he got the football intelligence. And I like your point where you where you where you kind of question why they didn't play with him at the end because the game is already four nil. Play him, let him get a goal, build his confidence, build his get him, get some momentum exactly. going. Exactly, you know. Yeah. So I don't know from a from a Bournemouth perspective. I can't even say they had a bad game because they're playing against this. Not the looking good. <laughs> I can't even say they had a bad game because they're again they're playing against the champions, one of the best. Eat, one of the yeah, best fair, fair enough. And they and they just they just got promoted. So I mean, it it happens. It happens. Yeah. So I'm I'm honestly I'm gonna give them a pass. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Bournemouth. Yeah, a pass. yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Bournemouth are not in the Premier League to be judged against the, the top six, right? Everybody else than the top six. We expect them to, you know. Unfortunately, lose against the top six. At the 10 a.m. kickoffs, we saw Arsenal taking on Leicester City, Brighton taking on Newcastle, Southampton taking on Leeds, Wolves taking on Fulham. I know which game you want to cover, I will just let you have it. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, Arsenal versus Leicester City. Gabriel Jesus is a really good player. He's a striker that we needed for the longest while right now. Not only a striker that can score, but can also assist because he finished the game with two goals and two assists. So, I mean, he brings two things to the table. Score and assist, of course, yes. And I'm sorry, but we've been starving for a striker right now. I am happy. happy Trust me, here. I know who you feel. Uh, he, missed some ch- <laughs> <laughs> he, he missed some chances that he should have scored, but he, he said it himself that he is disappointed that he did not score. He should have got at least four goals and he's frustrated and he will do his best again. Uh, Xhaka. Boy. He stood out as well. Yeah, uh, he was a, he's a player that has been criticized a whole lot. And he played really well that day. He played a really different role. Uh, he was seen in the final third a whole lot. Uh, he, even, he even got a goal. And that was really fascinating. I guess because the sign of Zinchenko, uh, he's able to you know push up a little bit further because Zinni can also play left back and also in the midfield as well. So that was really good to look at. Uh, Saka and Odegaard were not really seen as much. Was Jesus. It is still positive was to Jesus see that. Day. And Martinelli. Yeah, yeah, you Martinelli understand. Well. And Martinelli as well, yes. He played really well. He developed really good. Um, yeah, Saka and Odegaard didn't really have like a noisy game, but we still won 4-2. Four four uh, William Silva, he had an own goal, but the fans still applaud him. They, you know, they boost his confidence and, you know, Every time he got the ball, he, they, you know, cheered him on. And, you know, he's still young, 21, but he's really experienced the same way. However, that Arsenal is really building a really nice side right now. And it's really good to see. But uh, the next game is Bournemouth. And it's going to take some time to see what they can do in that game. And I hope, I hope they win. Because, you know, Arsenal are on and off. But Michael Arteta is building a really good side right now. But yeah, yeah. Um, from a Leicester perspective, it was good and bad. The only bright part from from Leicester City was James. Was not James Fordy, I'm sorry. Was um James Madison. 
Um, he played well. He yeah, played he's good. Well. Yeah. Tillemans looked subpar. James Wardy subpar. Wesley Fofana sub subpar. Mm-hmm. James Justin. I eat no. a mill bother. No, no. And there's reports that Chelsea wants to pay um, 95 million for him. Um, we'll see how that goes. But it's still subpar. Um, Castagne played well, in my opinion. Chris Evans should have done better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, this all in all, from a neutral perspective, this was a good game. Nice to see um, Arsenal firing and my boy Martinelli and Jesus over there killing it. It's good to see. And no, I know you really wanted to talk about this. And this is where the final whistle podcast gets kind of serious. Um, no, all jokes aside, um, what's going on with Manchester United? Talk to me. Because... Boy, I, I really do not know. Like Everything had came in with a good plan. <laughs> I, I don't know. Those tactics do not work in in the in the Premier League, you know what I mean? And hey, they're just so bad. I really don't know. They're just so 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 bad. Um alright. I know you don't like when I um get overly zealous with it. Um but it it has to be yeah. done. You, Manchester United look like a bunch of ants running around on that football Pitch. You know when you go and trouble like a little ant's nest, that's what they look like. Jaden Sancho, yeah, yeah. you're not even worth a million, much less a hundred million. You know I always <laughs> do this, and I'm going to do this again. Ronaldo, with all your success, you are just not fit for this team. It no, it just not, it just does not work. Rashford, you look. Is it really him? Let me though? finish. Rashford looks like a shadow of himself. Wait. Fernandez, not good enough. Fred, no, just no. Christian Eriksen, you tried. You're a good baller. Don't get don't get twisted. He's a great, excellent, world class baller, even. But he's not gonna solve Manchester United problems. Martinez, Lissandro, no. No, you should not be starting right now. You should have been built into this team. Luke Shaw, what are you doing? No. Harry Maguire, see a thing from last season. What did you do over the <laughs> summer break? Diego Dollar, you were on the bench for a reason. Go back. At this point, Aaron <laughs> Wan-Bissaka should be. He's a better defensive player. Let me calm down. <laughs> I kept, I keep saying it. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I keep saying it. It's a lot. At this point in their time, at this point in their history, Manchester United are not a top team anymore. They're a mid-table team, but they're a huge and monster club, but a mid-table team. If you are, if you are Rafael Varane, you're sitting on the bench, thinking. I've won umpteenth of Champions League. I've won umpteenth league titles. I've won the World Cup. And Lissandro is starting ahead of me. I'd be first thing Monday morning. I'd be knocking no, on his but door. Look. Look. Even the thing is that Lissandro started in centre back. He should not be starting in centre back. He should be in the left back. That's the reason why he was bought in the left back position. Why I mean the bullet they bullied Lissandro. 
playing center back. Yeah, because he, he Tony, doesn't have the height, he, he doesn't have the him, body. Bro. Ivan Tony look world class. Exactly. So push him, push Lissandra out wide, but no, what? I don't know what to say anymore. To be honest, I really do not know what Manchester, to say anymore. Manchester United I really don't. is not. I will, will, I will until this changes. First of all, you have to look at the, the 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 structure of the club, and we're not gonna say this again. I'm not even gonna go down that road because we've, we've spoken about this multiple times. And when I, you know, when I'm looking at it now, because I saw some some posts. Um, kind of jeering Eric Ten Hag. Stop the brakes. Yeah. Stop. Press the brakes. Stop the car. Stop the train. Stop. Let's take a step back here. Rewind. Right. Apart from Big Sam. Um. No. 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 Not, not <laughs> that. I, I think it was David Moyes. No, it was the David Moyes. Um. Louis Van Gaal. I'm sorry. Apart from Louis Van Gaal, who was just not supposed to go yeah. to Manchester United, you had Jose Mourinho, you had Scar, and you had that fool from last year. What the? What is his name? That fool from last year who promised the world and didn't just did not deliver. I understand. Uh, I understand that yeah. coaches have to take um, coaches and managers have to take responsibility and some form of accountability. They do, they at do. At what they point do. do we say yeah. these players are just not good enough? These are just not world class players anymore. They're not Maureen have been seeing it for like the longest time. Ralph yeah, Ramnick said it as well that Man United Man United need at least ten players and eh, they fired him. I mean to be fair he wasn't getting anything out of the team and he had a longer time than Ten Hag. I am not anybody who's blaming Ted yeah. Hag right now does not know football. At least you have to give a manager time, but these players are just not good enough. They can't keep going through all these managers. They cannot keep going through all these managers and hiding behind the manager. I mean, with the same players. Exactly. Look, I mean, look at the midfields in in the Premier League. Yeah, Mick Fred, what? Exactly. And and come on, man. And, and another thing as well. Look at if uh, let's say or uh, let's say it's the players, right? If you want to say it's the players, cool. How much players has gone to United and regressed? Yeah. Has gotten worse. Pogba got worse. <laughs> yeah. Pogba got worse. Varane, we don't know what he is right now. I don't know if Varane is anymore. I really don't. Jaden Sancho. Who? Who? What? Did you know? Jaden Sancho is not a baller anymore. He looks so average right Being now. Below average, subpar. Marcus Rashford. Van de Beek. Don't even call his name, bro. Ten Hag is not even using him. He's the only player exactly. from Ajax. Exactly. Marcus Rashford has <sighs> shut off himself. Manchester, and I will say it again, Manchester United. And you know what Ten Hag needs to do? He needs to roll up his sleeves and say, right, listen. If you are on with me on this project, you're going to have to work. And Brentford work. I don't know if you watch the post-match games, but one of the players from Brentford literally said in their post-match interview that they knew that if they outran and outworked United, they could win this game. When I heard that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even that, 
I even heard that Ten Hag was saying that um, they prefer to play the ball long because they were pressing, so it's better to push the ball up in the air and run upfield. But the players did not do that. You, but you're telling me that that is the that is see that those are the things that gets me upset and gets football fans upset because <laughs> you're telling me your team does, is full of international players and you cannot all possess the the next team, a team like Brentford. You're telling me you can't knock the ball around <laughs> Brentford? You can't play through pressure against Brentford? It's not like it's Manchester United. It's not like in Manchester City, Chelsea, Liverpool, anyone from the top six. Tottenham, Arsenal, Brentford? You know what? Honestly, honestly, I remember last year when Arsenal lost against Brentford and they did that entire segment on Ben White debut, losing. I want to see something on Martinez. And they did that entire segment again as well, like Arsenal losing on a whole. And like, what about Man United? They lost 4-0. I mean, come on. Something has to be done about this. But even Gary Neville as well, he, I mean, I, I listened to his match interview when he was speaking and saying that Man United need to change these players. Need to change them, and he doesn't know what is going on at the club that he loves. He almost cried as well. But he also, last year, he also said that Arsenal, he does not know the way Arsenal is going, the pressure that they're doing. They're recruiting bad X, Y, and Z. But that is what Man United needs. People actually know football and know how to run yeah, and, a club. And you can't even blame the Glazers because what the Glazers do spend money, it's people that who are spending the money is the problem. As as what they say, the Glazers take out money, but exactly. they still so spend a whole lot. Matter. It's there. They, they they run the club. They take out money, look, but they spend the money. Look who. Look who can you blame? Who can you blame? Edward Ward is gone. You cannot blame him anymore. Ole gone. Marino gone. Who can you blame now? The only person they can blame is the Glazers. That's all, and they're all in America. They they, they still spend money. Have, so you can't have blame them what's like what's yeah, the point it's right just now? The players. This is just not good enough, and it is what it is. Listen, I'm, I could go on all night about United, but I am not going to. Yeah, it's going to take, take too long. long. It's going to take it. too long. And we got other things to cover. I am not going. At the end of the day, Manchester United, just not good enough. It, it, this team needs an overhaul. Yeah. Um, This team needs a change in culture. And the worst part is, in the previous week, in the in the previous week, in the previous game, you can see it. it's it's a mental thing because once something goes wrong, everything falls apart. There was no fight, there was no there was no physicality, there was nothing. Everyone just yeah. shut down. Yeah, I'm watching Ronaldo on the field and he looks so disinterested. Like he I don't I don't know. The players are just down to be honest. Ronaldo he he I really don't know about him. He's career, he's 37 right now, and you're not getting any younger, and you cannot end your career like this, to be honest, on a low. So I'm not sure what he's going to do, to be honest. I really don't. They're 20, they're 20 at the table right now. Who get- 20. And they have Liverpool next. Manchester United. Eric Tenghard is unfortunately the first coach to, win his, to lose his first two opening Premier League games in 100 years for Manchester United. If that stat doesn't tell you how bad they are wow. right now, I 
I I just don't know anymore. I I <laughs> I, I don't know. Really don't know. Hey, it is what it is. Um, let's move on. Transition into Sunday's games. Woo! <laughs> Getting heated. Um, it's getting heated. It's getting it's getting hot. But before we touch on that, Nottingham Forest, um, Nottingham Forest took on. I'm sorry, West Ham, um, winning one 0 This was a kind of a shock surprise to me. Um, West Ham first two games, two losses, was not expected. This I know you wanted to talk about this, so I'll just let you have it. Oh well, yeah, I watched I watched the match, but uh, West Ham had. They had some chances. Declan Rice missed a penalty and I, they got a goal disallowed because Antonio was, you know, he fouled someone in the build up. But man, that game was frustrating for West Ham fans. I am sure of it. But first, right now, they're building a decent side. You know, I ain't going to lie. They're building a decent side right now. I believe they signed a, I don't remember who they signed, but they signed a, a Nigerian football player recently. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but, Boy, that that game was something. Who who stood out to me the most as well was I'm not being biased, but Scott McKenna. Okay, you know he's you know mm. he's, he's Scotland too. Nico Williams had a really good game, and mm. Brendan Johnson. Yeah, he had a really good game as well. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Tawai. Jesse Lingard didn't do too bad. Yeah. He's he's getting better. He's getting better, but uh. <laughs> It's 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 crazy how he scored against or not not scored against he helped to um, get the win over West Ham which he was supposed to go there because most people thought it was a better option for him to be at West Ham but he's on the winning winning side today do mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh, from a, from a West Ham perspective um, the game didn't really they did score a goal but it was deemed um, I think a foul yeah in the build up yeah. Yeah, um, the game didn't really change until Skamaka came on and Corny. Um, hey, you covered it. There's not much I can say. West Ham didn't really perform as expected in this game. Hmm. Later in the day, we saw the best match of the weekend so far uh, as a hmm. recording. Liverpool are still yet to take out Crystal Palace. But ah. best... Match of the weekend, Tottenham versus Chelsea. Or Chelsea versus Tottenham. Scary. Kicking it off with a <coughs> kicking it off with a roundup. Khalid Koulibaly, welcome to the bridge. Uh, scored his scored on his debut at Stanford Bridge. Um, scored a scored a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant goal. Uh, Kukurilla, another home de- debutant with the assist. Um. There was a fall on Havers, but we're not going to talk about certain decisions yet. Right? Uh, further on in the game, uh, Tottenham equalized to Emil Hoiber. Uh, with a brilliant shot from oh, just, just, just on top of the 18. Then Reese James giving Chelsea a 2-1 lead. And then Hurricane at the depth. In the final minute, uh, scored a header that should have been... From a corner, I shouldn't have been given. <clears throat> My thoughts on this game. This was a brilliant game. But like I've been telling um, Javier, 
I I wasn't a hundred percent confident about this game because again the, the question still remains where are the goals coming from for Chelsea? Who's going to score? But today was a brilliant huh. reminder to me yeah. that we that Chelsea can play ball. That when they're on their day, they're one of the best team in Europe. The 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 build, after the first five minutes, Tottenham could not touch the ball. We were Chelsea was dominating. I keep saying we Chelsea was <laughs> dominating. Yeah, <laughs> you know, crisp passing, pressing, and the tactical awareness from Tuchel. Every time I'm mm-hmm. having doubts, he proves you wrong. The tactical awareness from Tuchel to pin Reese James on on him in Son. Because yeah. anyway, you look at it, it's always that out ball from Kane to Son that always uh, breaks tradition um, Tottenham's counter attack. But okay. Reese James locking down, locking down human Son. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant defender. Uh, mm. And he came up with the goal. Brilliant, 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 brilliant play from Chelsea. Tottenham, Tottenham got outplayed from a Tottenham perspective. They got. Realistically, they did get outplayed until yeah. um, Antonio Conte used what he didn't have last season, which was subs with quality. Bissoma, ah, Richarlison, Bissoma, Richarlison, and yeah. Ivan Persic came on and they changed the game completely. Tottenham have more of a bite. Yeah. Chelsea was mm. Chelsea, Chelsea still dominated position, but Tottenham have more of a bite. The goals from Tottenham came... After two controversial calls, the foul on Havertz, that was a foul. The whole Jeez. football world said it was a foul. Jeez, man. And I'm going to get your intake after this. The whole football world said it was a foul. It was a foul. It was missed. Okay, hey, you can miss a foul. It's whatever. But when the ball... It's a different phase of play, so I understand why they couldn't call it back. Because Chelsea did. Jorginho, and it's so frustrating, Jorginho... <laughs> did win the ball and then he started juggling the ball in his own box like come on now again it's a defensive liability to Chelsea get rid of him replace him with Dale talk about that later but yeah um, <laughs> get rid of him talk about that later he starts juggling the ball in his box Um, Emil Horberg won the ball off of him but Richardson was in an offside position and in the direct sight of Edward Mendy, when he took the shot. So I think that goal mm-hmm. should have been called offside. Yes, yeah, I understand. It should have been called away, but I agree. You're I agree. in the line of sight of the keeper. Either way, if he has to peep around or look, it's going to be too late by the time he has a chance to dive. Yeah. It is what it is. 2-1. In the second, um, in the latter stages of the match, Tottenham gets a corner and they score off the successive corner because, the, because of the first corner. On that first corner, Romero, I'm sorry, I was trying to remember, remember his name. Christian Romero. Yeah, yeah, I got you, yeah. Pulls Cucurella, Mark Cucurella, down by his ear. Come on. Anthony Taylor is right there behind him. Oh, he sees. in God's he sees. name is that not a red or a yellow card? Or at least a foul. When since in, in football you can grab someone down and pull them down by the ear? This match was chaotic. And at the sidelines, you got Antonio Conte and Thomas to go going at it like they're not there in a UFC <laughs> match. What, what's going on? 
the way this game was built up, this game was the the day was it was the second heat wave in England. It was ninety six plus degrees. Chelsea yeah, came out, they were playing hot. In Jamaica, we have a said saying, "Man head hot." I told you, they head hot and Tuku skull hot. They were going at it from the first minute to the last. Both managers got a red card. And oh, and the tabloids are going crazy with it. Yeah, um, newspaper headlines like "Battle at the Bridge," "Fist of Fury." <laughs> this was a brilliant game. This is why we love Premier League football. This is what London yeah. derbies are about. So entertaining. I, I, let, let, let me know what you think of this game. I'll let you have the, have the floor. <laughs> Well, this game was something else, man. I don't know. We've been knowing that the, the referees in England are just so bad. It's just so bad. That's why they're not going to the World Cup either to do any refereeing in the World Cup. But Jesus, man. I'm telling you, I this game, it was so shocking. Like, I, I just, I didn't know how to piece the things together because some calls that were made should not have been made. But, I'm still speech. I'm still speechless after what what happened between Tuchel and and Conte that fight. And boy, I, I just don't know. Like the refereeing in England is just it just needs to get better because Anthony Taylor, he was in front of of when Kukurela here was dragged. So I mean, it's so obvious. It's so obvious that it's, it's supposed to be a red. It is supposed to be a red card if he here was dragged like that. But no. I, I really don't know. Like that that land that London Derby was just I don't know. But so I just got my thoughts together. But that game I just hope Conte and Tukolo fight again the next time they meet. Because hey, it's gonna be a passion. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a passion. They love the club, they love the game, but man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And, that, and the best part about it for me. At the end of the game, both both coaches were like, "That that's nothing. It's just a passion at the game. We we don't have anything serious." Yeah, um, yeah, Tuchel yeah, said, yeah. Tuchel said, Tuchel came out and said point blank, "I have no problems with Antonio Conte. It was just the emotion and passion of the moment. Do have a problem with the ref though, and Antonio Conte. Yeah, doing, yeah, doing what he does with. I have I've both... never complained about a ref decision ever, Black. Mm. Really." I could pull on. up a video right now with with Kante complaining <laughs> about a video. <laughs> so this is about the ref. Yeah, they're both suspended though, so they missed their matches as managers in the next match. Yeah, but all in all, this was a brilliant game, and thank you to Chelsea and Tottenham for giving us the best game of the weekend. Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Liverpool takes on Crystal Palace for the last for match week two for the last Premier League game of match week two, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, tomorrow, yeah. Yep, so, hey, all eyes on Darren Nunes, Liverpool, and Mohamed mm. Salah. Yeah. La Liga is back with a bang this weekend. Well, not really a bang. If you're a Barcelona fan, that was, you're not a Oh, bad. that was really bad. I'm sorry. Oh, my. I know you watched this game, and I know you said, Javon, let me have this one. There you go, sir. I don't know Barcelona. Barcelona with no money, they <laughs> boy. 
it's just so hard to digest that they they got Rafinha, they got Lewandowski, they kept Usman Dembele, but Frank, they just they got Frank Kessie, Yeah, Frank Kessie as well, uh, Christensen, and I, I don't know what to say after that game because Lewandowski played okay and Rafinha, but man, that, that game was a bit depressing because they they should have scored. They had they had many chances, many chances mm-hmm. to score, but the ball was going to go in the net. And uh, Real Vallecano was. Boy, they're the same. That their defensive, their defensive structure is just too rigid. Those teams, those teams in La Liga, are always like that. Even no, Almir. I, mm. But sorry to cut you, but that's not an excuse though. The amount of levers Barcelona pull, pull. Uh, even the fourth one was pulled the other day. <laughs> to to be able to register the players, they sold yeah. so much. They sold the amount of club rights. Um, they sold their soul. Exactly, and for the for promote that was not good enough. I'm I don't care what anyone says. I'm starting the criticism from the first. Barcelona are under the microscope. I'm starting the criticism from the first match day. This was appalling. When you're watching this, everyone's promising promin- promin- promising is goals. Everyone's saying this, that, and the third, but. What happened? It was just not good enough. Lewandowski missed chances. Hey, man. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm still speechless after what today is because they've done so much work without no money. I did do nothing quotes and nothing went on. Lewandowski, I was expecting him to score today, but I mean, I know the Bundesliga is different from La Liga on a, like, on a big basis right there, but he should have scored today still, but uh Sergio Busquets, he has a red, so probably De Young will start <laughs> start maybe next week. Well, let's just see what's gonna happen. But today was really was really bad. It was really bad. It was really bad, yeah. Um on, we saw and if you contrast that to the next thing we're reviewing, um Real Madrid versus <clears throat> Almer, yeah. Yeah, Real Madrid took on Almeria. Almeria, Almeria mm-hmm. started well. They pressed Madrid, good transition play, and the lineup of Madrid was actually interesting because we have Vinicius and Benzema, of course, with Valverde playing off the right, Cruz, Chuameni, Camavinga, Mendy, Nacho, Rudiger, and Vasquez. So I guess Ancelotti wanted to inject some new faces for the first game in the season. Ah, uh, I see, I see, yeah. Did not did not play out well. Um Real Madrid did not take hold of this game until Madrid came on and the older heads came on. Um and the more senior players came on. Calls from Lucas Vasquez and Dale, David Alabi. Dale, uh, David Alaba. Brilliant goal from Alaba. Yeah. Brilliant goal from Alaba. That free kick. Woo! Yeah, it was really Three. good, really good. Really and good. Yeah. It, the minute he came on. The minute he came yep, on. Yep, first touch, yeah. First touch. Um, the goal from Lucas Vasquez was a workhorse because Benzema was dribbling across in the box, needed a pass. Uh, mm. Lucas Vasquez got it there. And Real Madrid won 2 1. They scored goals, they played better uh, in the second half. I don't know what's going on with Barcelona. But again, it is a fr- I will give a bit of leeway. It is the first game for the first game mm. of the season. 
Yeah. And we will see what happens. Atletico Madrid plays Getafe on Monday. Uh, Betis plays Elche on Monday. And that covers over Spanish. Roundup. Italian Syria. Back and running. On Saturday, AC Milan beating Udinese 4-2. Um, mm-hmm. We see Tierra Hernandez, Ante Rebic, my baller. And Raheem Diaz on the score sheet. Inter Milan beating Leche. And of course, Lukaku scores in the second minute of the game. Uh. <laughs> Denzel and Denzel Dumfries. 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 Denzel Dumfries <laughs> scored the second, giving AC Inter Milan a 2 1 win. Some Atalanta yeah. defeats Sampdoria 2 0. Torino defeats Monza. Welcome to the Italian Syria, Syria, Monza. Lazio beat in Bologna, Bologna, Bologna. AC Roma winning 1 0. Nice start for Jose Mourinho. Good start for real, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant start. Um, Zanoli, Dybala, and Abraham. That's an exciting front three. That one, I guess, Roma is the team I'm looking forward the most to seeing how they play. Yeah, they'll be all right. Yeah. Fiorentina taking on Cremones, which is the reason why I'm mentioning this game. Luka Hovich scored his debut. His home oh yeah, Madrid. I forgot he 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 left Madrid, yeah. Yeah, and alone or permanent? Permanent. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. So, good move. Good move. Yeah, hopefully he can get back to top form and show some of the form that we saw in the Bundesliga. Spezia taking on Empoli. Spezia winning one 0 Tomorrow, we will see Juventus taking on Sassuola and Verona taking on Napoli. I'm looking forward to see how Napoli plays and how, how they can progress through the season. Moving on to League One. <coughs> League One. Not much crazy happened this weekend in terms of scores and upsets. Yeah, not much, not much, not much. But what I really wanted to talk about with this game is the the kind of fight everybody had hot. <laughs> the kind of fight um or the kind of public disruption between Neymar and Mbappe, maybe. <laughs> um <laughs> so yes. it's all right. so PSG won this game. One beat Montpellier 5-0, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the real talk, uh, talking point in this game comes when um, 5-2, I'm sorry, PSG beat Montpellier Mon- Mon- 5-2. The real talking point from this game is where we see M- Mbappe, well, PSG wins a penalty, Mbappe takes the first penalty and misses, Neymar takes the second penalty, Neymar scores, they were fighting for the ball because Mbappe wanted to wow. take it. <laughs> wow. And there was a couple social media posts hinting or in hinting at Mbappe is upset because um, of his new contract. He thinks he deserves to take the penalties. The club did make a statement stating that Mbappe is the new penalty taker, even though oh, Neymar has wow. a better penalty record. 
So no, he there was an outrage post. Uh, there was an outrage post which Neymar liked, and now there's some form of friction at PSG. We'll see how this happens as the story the story develop. But yeah, what are your thoughts? If there was supposed something supposed to happen, see. you think the club is gonna side with Mbappe, right? Yes, I do. I do. Of course, because they gave him a new contract and they tried... Re- I mean, they worked really hard to keep him away from Real Madrid. So, yeah, they're going to be on his side and probably sell Neymar. Who knows? But Who Neymar knows? has been playing brilliant. Neymar and Mbappe at their best. Who's the better player? You know, I'll take that Neymar, you know. I'll yeah, take that I'll take Neymar. All day. I'll take him I'll all day. The skills... The dribbling, the finishing. The, the, he, offers the whole, he offers a whole he, lot. The whole, the, the, all he, day, I mean, all he, he was there And he, he has numbers. And he has yeah, numbers. He has numbers. So that's yeah. not even a debate. But yeah, we'll see how the story continues. And that wraps up our week of football. Thank you for joining us in our discussions at the final whistle. Please remember to follow us at the final and do that at the final whistle without the E at the end, but replace it with a number 10. And on Instagram at the final whistle podcast, you can email us at the final whistle 2022 at gmail.com. Yes. I am your host, Javon, and I'm here with my co host, Javier. Saying peace. Thank you. Ready?